Welcome, everyone, to Loud and Proud Orlando. It's Monday, October the 3rd, 8.41 p.m. Thank you so much for being live with us. We're about 10 people live right now. Thank you so much for your support. Uh, we are coming from an L against NYCFC, making our road to playoffs very hard. And if you're not, uh, you have to, in order to be an Orlando City fan, you have to suffer. And I guess this is some of the suffering part have to partake uh, at the uh, at these stages of, of of the season um you know we dropped some points against some teams that we should have definitely capitalized on dc and to name a, a few cincinnati we dropped six you know but nonetheless um the lions there's a game that they lose and then the other ones they bounce back and uh we still have two more finals. Literally, there are two finals. Uh, I think uh, Orlando needs six points to comfortably go to the playoffs. I think uh, putting the nail in the coffin to enter Miami in the Sunshine Derby is vital for Orlando's aspirations uh, onwards to the playoffs. If Orlando, for any reason, they perish in, in Fort Lauderdale, uh, it will make uh, the road even tougher and I think uh, slimmer in chances for, for the Lions to to clinch playoffs. So, um, you know, we got to win. You know, uh, derbies, you got to win them. You know, you, you don't have to play them. You win them. So uh, we'll, we'll, we have Dave here. We have Paola. Before we go uh, and, and we start the show, um, I just want to thank everybody for the, your support. We are um, almost at 500 uh, subs. Uh, keep supporting us. Um, subscribe to our channel. Uh, click on the notification bell for all notifications. Um, like the video. We're on Twitter, live, Facebook, Instagram also, and YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. Thank you so much. As well, we are on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. We had an issue with uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts last week, our, our episode aired pretty late. <laughs> I think it came out the day of the show. Um, it's not going to happen again. It was just something regarding the algorithm that uh, we had to take care of with, with Spotify. So it's all fixed now. And uh, I also want to thank uh, my friend Alvaro Pesan for the, for the intro that, that, that it was shown. This is our new, brand new intro. So I appreciate the, you know, the, his support as well. And uh, we have a, a poll, uh, a poll right here. And I'm going to put it right here on the side. Will Orlando beat Inter-Miami and Columbus? Only Inter-Miami, only Columbus, neither. Orlando will beat both. So vote. Let us know your, your opinion. Also, this same poll for the people that like to listen to the show, it's going to be available through Spotify and Apple Podcasts as well. So just uh, keep in mind. So I appreciate you guys. Uh, drop us a like. Uh, Paola, what are your... Thoughts uh, coming up to Inter Miami on Wednesday and then the loss against uh, New York City. I'm not going to lie. I'm worried and um, I'm scared. Um, it was a tough loss yesterday. I thought that we were going to win because that first half we had them. But then in the second half, we came strong. Faku, that score, beautiful score for goal from Faku. But then I don't know what happened to our defense. So for for Wednesday, I'm, I'm scared. I'm gonna be honest. I'm I'm scared. Um, 
my I know my heart is leaning more to the boys of faith of the soccer gods will be in our favor on Wednesday because Miami have enough of soccer gods lately. So it's our turn, our turn to get that W, that dub on Wednesday. And we're in a position that I didn't want, want it to be. Um, we're just going day, like day by day scenario. And this, I didn't want this for, for this team because we, we, they don't deserve it. Right. But, It is what right. it is. Move on. We just move the page and we move to um, Iguain, sorry, to Miami on Wednesday. And Orlando still depends on itself. I mean, technically. But, you know, we cannot see the second half against NYCFC against Inter Miami. I mean, they're coming uh, to kill Orlando. Uh, the fans do not like Orlando fans. It, it is a derby. It's going to be a hostile environment for the, for the players. Iguain is retiring. Orlando has the chance to make history, to put the nail in the coffin on Gonzalo Iguain and make that his last game pretty much, uh, against Orlando city with a, with a, with an L right. Uh, a he heavily decorated player, uh, and in his, his tenure with, You know, zero player, zero playoff aspirations for Inter Miami if Orlando wins for sure. So, uh, Dave, uh, what are your expectations, your thoughts uh, regarding the loss? Well, I always say it: football is cruel and unpredictable. And uh, you know, I also say that if you are a person that needs instant gratification, this is not the sport for you. Um, Am I disappointed that we lost? Yes. Uh, Two-week break. You will figure the guys were going to be coming in, uh, refresh, energize. But, you know, you you let things happen and, and, and it bites you. Uh, let's remind everybody uh, this is not the end of the world because, you know, this same team, we left them on the pitch the last time we played them. We, play, we defeated them at the death. So we know we had the quality uh, to win this game. Unfortunately, it just, it, uh, you know, again, uh, my, my, my other uh, analogy, the, the football is a pound of uh, talent and an ounce of luck. And it wasn't, it wasn't with us, uh, unfortunately, that day. Now, what does that mean? Well, right now, um, if you look at the table, you have Cincinnati with 46 points. Orlando, Miami, and Columbus with 45 points each. Uh, I watched the game again, uh, for, uh, the game, uh, the Columbus game, and literally they were blessed. They were blessed with luck. They 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 came back, won that game, a, a game they have no business winning. Uh, Miami um, defeated Toronto because shame O'Neill, former Orlando City player. Uh, decided, you know what? It's I'm, I'm done. I'm tired, and just and just let Iguain get get a ball on top of the box, and boom, they 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 score. So, what does this mean for the boys? Because I know that's exactly what you're asking for. Well, if Hollywood had written this story, uh, I would be like, oh wow, of course they did. But no, this is real life, my friends. We are actually facing the two teams below us. We're facing Inter Miami. Uh, we're facing Columbus. If we were to end tied to Inter Miami, 
the 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 goal differential is what's going to decide who makes playoffs and who does not. And as you guys can see right now, the goal differential favors us. With Columbus, uh, even if they win the next two games, they are not going to have enough wins to surpass either Inter Miami or Orlando uh, if they tie us on points. Now, the thing about it is, is that that's hypothetical, hypothet well, hypothetical, uh, you know, I can't say the word, but, you know, because the fact is, is that um, uh, Columbus, Inter Miami, and Orlando are playing games. So, obviously, not none of the two teams can walk away with three points. So, this is what happens. If Orlando ties Miami, because I checked with our friend Evan Weston, he said that Columbus winning and Orlando and Inter tying will create what he described as chaos. Columbus is playing Charlotte this uh, this Wednesday, so a defeat for Charlotte means it's over. Uh, Charlotte actually will need for uh, Orlando, Inter Miami, or Columbus to lose both of their games for them to make playoffs, because uh, the best they can do at this point is uh, forty-eight points, if I'm not mistaken. Um, in New England, Atlanta, all these teams that you see on the screen, they're already eliminated. Uh, Charlotte is the only one that is still in contention uh, at the moment. Uh, the other thing is Cincinnati laid an egg this past weekend, and that makes them vulnerable because if the if Orlando, Inter Miami, Columbus, or Charlotte uh, put on the afterburners, uh, Cincinnati may find itself out out of the playoffs because they only have one game versus uh, Orlando, Inter Miami, Columbus, who have two. Charlotte only has one, I believe, two games. Yes, Charlotte has two games. So that's what, what we have. Now, interestingly, the uh, home playoff spot, which is now held by uh, Red Bulls, uh, is up for grabs. If Red Bulls loses their game over the weekend and Inter Miami, Columbus, or Orlando manages to win both of their games that will end up with 51 points and that will surpass them. So there's still a possibility for Orlando to host a home game, but it's faint. I'm going to be honest with you. So if you want to see your boys in 2022 at Exploria, I suggest you make your way to this, to the game on Sunday. Cause I just don't see us coming back this year. Uh, with that said, that's what it is. My friends, um, Wednesday, it's the biggest game in our history, and uh, you will hear us say that as years go by because, you know, situations change. But, you know, like um, like uh, Luis said, uh, derbies are to be won, not just played. We have to go, and how wonderful it will be to humiliate the man who came to our league, disrespected our league by saying he was going to score goals while jogging and smoking cigarettes, Embarrassed this has been Pecho Frio man who cast Messi his World Cup. It's time to send him home and uh, and to go to their house and, and just deliver bad news. We have to win. If we lose, it's not the end of the world because obviously we still have we are in control of our destiny playing Columbus, who's the only team that as of right now, in my opinion, can challenge. Uh, any of the teams on top of the table uh, for a playoff spot, but we got to win. 
No excuses. We got to win. And you know what? Um, I have said this, and uh, please do not think that I'm uh, apathetic uh, about it, but the fact is, is that if they, the players, cannot win the games that matter, then we have no business in the playoffs. Guys. No, I, I completely agree. I, I do want to say this. Um, we need to send, a, you know, definitely set a precedent here. Uh, we need to set an example. You know, we say always Florida is purple. This is the chance to definitely show the Florida is purple for the next few seasons. Now, why? Why, why do you say that? Because Iwain is leaving for sure. Uh, he and Orlando has a huge chance to eliminate Inter Miami in his own turf in front of their fans, but also has a chance to put a nail in the coffin for Gonzalo Iwain and remind him that Florida it is purple, right? That's 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 a, a third. But the the most important one is this is where you separate from the rest and make your own pathway as a Florida team. You either have the Inter Miami way, which is getting players like this and, and creating a team, right? Or the Orlando way. And we need to set that Orlando way now. We cannot wait till next season. We need to do it now. And what I mean is because Inter Miami is going to open his pocketbook starting 2023 season. Sergio Busquets. The number six for FC Barcelona is coming to Inter Miami. I'm just saying it right now. Luis Suarez. I will say in any percent, according to Uruguayan media, ready to sign with Inter Miami. And some guy called Lionel Messi. Possibly. Even though there's people saying that he's going to stay in Barcelona, that he wants to stay in Barcelona one more year. I heard other, I heard other things. So we need to separate ourselves. Now, these are high-quality players that in their prime were probably the best in the world. You know, uh, best striker in South America for many years. I'm sorry, Paolo Guerrero. He's the best. Luis Suarez. Uh, Copa Americans don't count. Uh, what counts is he played for Liverpool. He played for Atletico Madrid. He played for Barcelona. You didn't, Paolo. I'm sorry. And then... You have uh, Lionel Messi, no introduction, possibly World Cup winner by then, right? Best ever, right? And Sergio Busquets, which he's been a consistent, true six uh, in FC Barcelona through decades, probably the best decade in, in, in football. Um, he was the best six in the world. Um, in that 2010 Spain uh, World Cup uh, championship, world championship, and also uh, in FC Barcelona, the best version of the of the FC Barcelona years with David Villa, with with um, you know uh, Busquets and Pique, and you know all, all those monsters, right? So Inter Miami is going to open the pocketbook, and that's the way they're going. They're going with proven veteran experience. Orlando needs to set a precedent and say. We're going to go another way. Age-wise, I'm going to look at the Austin model. 
Look at Austin right now, just for example. You don't see heavily named players, you know, like marquee players. You see players that together, they make things happen. And that's the type of example, the type of level of play we need to show. Not only tomorrow, well, on Wednesday, but also down the road. Because we need to set ourselves apart. And, and I tell this to fans because we cannot expect if Inter is going to sign those level players, don't expect Orlando to sign those level players either. Orlando needs to separate themselves. Those players are going to be in their late 30s coming into the league. Orlando needs to look for a different way. Get younger. Get faster. You know, get stronger. Less injuries. Right? Because those players, just like Iguain, are going to discover that playing the MLS, it ain't easy. It ain't a walk in the park. It's, it's a league that it's growing. It's a league. And they're going to they're gonna realize that. And let's win some more derbies. derbies. That's just my opinion. you you, you got to win those derbies. If you don't win them, then what's the point of playing them? That's just my opinion. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts there, Dave? I don't have to add anything else to that. If we go down to Miami, to Fort Lauderdale, I'm sorry, to Fort Lauderdale, to that uh, stadium that built on a on a on a condemned wayside, uh, built with uh, containers because it's not even supposed to be a permanent place. Listen, you have to go over there, and you have to smash them. You're the champion of the United States. Start acting like it. You're gonna go down there Wednesday, and you're gonna smash them. End of the story. That's how it is. You're going to go down there and you're going to smash them. You're going to go down there, you're going to win. That's it. That's what winners, what I always said, losers have all the excuses in the world. Winners go win. And we have been saying it, guys, this whole season. Teams that win, go down and grab the teams at the bottom of the table and smash them. And then they tie maybe or win against uh, the guys on top of the table. I've been saying this. This year, we did this to ourselves. Let's remind everybody, we did this to ourselves. Uh, DC United, Wooden Spoon winners. We are going, we gave them six points. Did, did, it, did it brought their season back up? No. We were winning a game in the 90th minute, and we allowed Wayne, old man Wayne Rooney to come back and, 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 and once again, you know, paint our face. Like uh, like Bozo the Clown. FC Cincinnati is making playoffs simply because we gifted them six points. Atlanta United, their season was done. We could have finished them off in our house. What did we do? We gave them a goal. We gave them a goal. And, you know, we can, we can talk for ages about the fact that Atlanta United has, uh, I don't know, a stack of maybe nine games, where they have defeated us 1-0. 1-0. You know, they, they, they have the, the, the reverse poppy special on us. Where, you know, we, where we, have the, we have a better roster and we could have defeated them, but we, we gave them three points. We let them believe that they were going to make playoffs. And what happened? They lost. And uh, they lost to a, a New England revolution that was already eliminated. But they 
did not allow Atlanta United to go and win in their house. Chicago Fire eliminated, and they went and did and, and defeated FC Cincinnati at home, something that Orlando did not do. I said it to all, this, all of you guys that follow me on social media that I feel that our third kid in 2023 should be a Santa Claus suit because we are so giving, always spreading cheer, or a paramedic uniform because teams that have no business in their playoffs, we just go and we just perform CPR and bring them back up to life. Uh, James O'Connor was asked once uh, why, why, uh, what he felt was the worst thing about Orlando City, and he said it's because we're, we're a giving team. We are always giving out points to teams that don't deserve them. Our goals have to be world beaters, and we give out trash goals. And, and, and I believe that, friends. I believe that. Uh, many times we just go out and, you know, New York City, we could have defeated New York City. We could have stolen their home playoff uh, game, but we gave it to them. We gave it to them. So right now we find ourselves maybe contemplating that next Monday we'll be out of the playoffs. Or at the very at the very least, we make seven spot. We go get our teeth blown out uh, by some team uh, in the first uh, in the first round, and you know everybody's gonna be like, "Well, we won the Open Cup, yay!" Friends, let me ask you this: What's gonna happen when we are playing CCL and we start taking L's at the beginning of the season because we are playing in Nicaragua on Monday and we have the opener on, on Saturday afternoon. What's going to happen? Maybe CCL, maybe a curse that is going to sink us into a point where we may not make playoffs. That's, that may happen. So there, there, there's your trophy. I hope you enjoyed it because, listen, that happens. I'm going to give you, I'm gonna give you uh, with this I finish. Sounders, who has made playoffs every single year they've been in the league, is probably not going to make playoffs this year. But why? Because they won CONCACAF. They won CONCACAF. They, they did what no other MLS team has done. And to, on top of that, they have won the Open Cup three times. And on top of that, they have won two MLS Cups. And they've been to four of them. What a resume. With that, I can't excuse that. But what, what, what have we done? Nothing. We missed playoffs five years in a row. Last 2018, 2019, I feel I should be given a refund from the club because paying for season tickets those two years was a, an assault to my finances. Assault to my finances. That, that, that was not a product that anybody should be should have been proud of. And last, yes, we made playoffs by the skin of our teeth last year. We made playoffs in a, a COVID season. Okay, we made. Uh, the final on MLS is back, which was a made-up tournament. Nobody even remembers who won that at this point. No way, sometimes people don't even remember it happened. And we won Open Cup. Okay, we won Open Cup. But at the cost of what? Not making playoffs? Listen, our, you got to remember that our haters will always minimize our accomplishments, maximize our failures. Everything that everybody's always going to say is you won the Open Cup because you cheated and you failed to make playoffs. Therefore, yeah, you're still a losing team. That's also uh, that's gonna happen, but that's you allow people to say that. Well, that's we'll go and win. Well, 
Well, that's that's what Orlando needs to definitely work on, right? I mean, we have the wallet. I mean, we have the wallet. If, if we would not have the wallet, uh, it, it would be a little different. I mean, Orlando has the money to make a pretty good team um, down the road, especially in the upcoming seasons. It's just what kind of what kind of route are we going to go, right? In my opinion, I think if Pareja is still the coach or if we move on to something else, um, them and front office need to go and travel together and, and get the players. Front office can just go and expect for this player to work in the, in the MLS system. That's just my opinion. I think that's the way it should be. Um, and uh, moving forward, it will separate us from, from the rest. Um, before we go to Paola, I'm going to read some comments. Uh, Denny Simmons says, smash and grab in Fort Lauderdale, Orlando 2-0. Thank you so much. Uh, Victor Sanchez, OCSC owners, they have money to bring uh, young players. Facundo is one of those players. Facundo is playing very well. That's completely true. Joshua Tall, I agree, Daniel, and I like that. Daniel, we're going to win out. Red Bulls will lose. And we will host the home playoff game. All right. Well, that's that's the that's the attitude. Christian Seidel, a home game is not an option anymore. That's what Christian Seidel says. I think it is an option. They just gotta. Well, it has to win, and just wait till the other teams lose. Cincinnati needs to lose. Marco Antonio, this is uh, Cartagena fracaso. Se lo digo desde que llegó. Este señor, mejor me cae. Este señor increíble. Este señor. Señor, bañese, bañese, use jabón, bañese, ¿ok? No ha visto a Cartagena, señor, respete, respete, un saludo, un saludo, Marco Antonio. A ver, eh, Cristian Seidel, uh, Regina Mortel, they make us suffer every week. Uh, that is completely true. I, uh, Victor Sánchez, I can't suffer anymore. Uh, Victor Sánchez, good evening, Purple Family. Uh, there you go. Will a win and a draw help? Or two wins to go to the playoffs? Win and a draw? Yeah, I already said that uh, a win and a draw is probably going to force the two teams uh, tying uh, to uh, to make a decision based on the um, of the tiebreakers. For, in MLS, first tiebreaker is wins. Second tiebreaker is goal differential. Third tiebreaker is goal, goals uh, for then goals against, and last, flip of the coin. Now, um, let's let's talk about the analysis of, of the game. Uh, Paola, uh, what were some of the, of, you know, here's the lineup for Orlando. Uh, what changes do you think uh, we should make for Miami coming up? And what were your thoughts with the lineup, how the, the team played in the first and second half? What are your overall thoughts? First, first half they play phenomenally like they were they were smart they were attacking we were attacking we had a, a couple of uh chances but you know um johnson is there so he has i don't know magnet in there in his gloves and he he stopped it but um it it, it was a good half like first half because we were talking before the 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 podcast like new york is fast we're not that fast Unfortunately, we have our defense is not as fast as the attacking play that New York City does. So second half, great um, goal by Faku. 
um, is his 12th goal, if I'm not mistaken, and assistance by by Kara. But then the minute 66, the defender Callens was there to make a goal in front of Pedro Galese that I know that with all his heart, it was like winning a championship because they're they're Peruvians both. And I know that there's always a competition because I'm Puerto Rican and if I'm I'm playing against a Puerto Rican, I'm gonna be, you know, all cocky and everything. But um it was a good uh, not not a second half as good as the first one, let's say. Um our defense was like all tired, they were sleepy, I don't know what's going on. And my fear of stopping for two weeks because of this international break did came through, unfortunately, because I was like there's too many days in between. It's good, but it's bad. We had the curse yesterday. So, and it's because, I don't know, they were tired. So, um, let's see what's going to happen on my, um, with Miami. I think this, if it's, this is not a wake-up call, that I think we had a lot of wake-up call this season, um, we need to see other movement in the roster. Right. Uh so Orlando came out with Pedro Galese right as a goalkeeper, uh, a 4-2-3-1 with Ruan, Antonio Carlos, Rodrigo Schlegel, Joao Moutinho. Um, the two in the middle were Cesar Araujo, Mauricio Pereira, and as a 10, it was Junior Urso, and then Ivan Angulo as your left wing, and Facundo Torres as your right wing, and right at the top, Urgen Cara. Um, First and foremost, uh, Facundo Torres is uh, is our best player. I mean, I think I think it's uh, redundant what I just said, but it, 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 he is our best player. He's uh, our leading scorer. He's uh, he, I mean, if he could be the captain, <laughs> I mean, he can, might as well just also be the captain at this point. I mean, he he's he's uh, you take Facundo Torres out of the equation, I don't know what's going to happen with Orlando. Um, the whole the way the, the team plays will completely shift. Um, I think what happened in this game was that Orlando is used to playing the same way. And you cannot play the same way against a team like NYCFC. It's just completely true. In the middle, they have players that are dynamic as the players in Orlando City. I'll say that Maxi Morales has been a player that's been consistent in the MLS. Nicolás Acevedo has delivered, Gabriel Pereira also, and Santiago Rodríguez also played uh, a great game. Uh, and they were going against Cesar Araujo, Mauricio Pereira, and Junior Urso. Uh, and, you know, that switch that we were talking about in the earlier episodes between Urso and Pereira, switching positions, they couldn't really get that going. And uh, I think Urso, in my opinion, he lost the ball plenty of times. Uh, and then obviously New York will go into transition. Now, Orlando had a good first half. Orlando could have definitely capitalized on a lot of the set pieces. I was actually quite surprised that they were actually taking, trying to take advantage of the set piece opportunities. And I, I didn't see that before. Um, actually, Facundo Torres did mention that Josema is practicing with them elaborated plays and, um, of set pieces, corner kicks, free kicks, um, you know. Um, so, you know, you see them trying, but nothing was coming out of, out of fruition. Um, 
And I will say, you know, or uh, there was a handball for Orlando and I saw it. I thought it was a handball myself. And that was a frustrating part for Oscar, right? Oscar said that it was frustrating that he didn't even go to VAR. And it's true. It didn't even go to VAR, but it was, it was a handball in my opinion. It, it, it hit, it hit. I don't know if it was intentional or not intentional. I don't know. I don't know why pro didn't call it, but it, it, the game could have ended 2-2. The game could have ended in a tie, which would have benefited Orlando greatly, especially because we could have definitely gotten a, at least a point there. In my opinion, that was a handball. It was not called by the referee, but then that doesn't take the fact that Orlando played a horrible second half, especially defensively. I mean, Ruan and Joao Moutinho had a pretty bad game in the second half, and when you leave those spaces, They'll, they'll punish you, and that's what happened. Alexander Callens it's used to play as a left back now, uh, and he switches a lot of positions with uh, Maxime Chanot. And uh, the the duel here, the versus, it was between Tavon Gray and Ivan Angulo. I think that was a great matchup. I like how Ivan, the whole first half, was really bothersome for Tevin Gray. And then Tevin Gray also was uh, very good at, at you know, con containing him uh, defensively. And uh, it was good to see. Now, Joao Moutinho, uh, great at going into the offensive mode. But in the second goal, um, in the 2-1, the he didn't get back as fast as he could have. And that is what took for the Uruguayan uh, uh, Gabriel Pereira to go and, and essentially pass the ball to Tales Magno, which found essentially Callens on a scramble in the box for Orlando City. No one saw Callens coming, and then he scored. That's exactly what happened. So it all started with Moutinho and, and, and Antonio Carlos at that point. Um, you know, it's a mistake, it, those need to be fixed and they need to be, be fixed quick because uh, Orlando plays against two finals, um, two finals that those mistakes cannot occur because it could cost us big time. It could cost us going to the playoffs. And um, that was my analysis for the game. Rodrigo, uh, he had a tough game because Antonio wasn't himself. I'm just being completely bluntly honest. He wasn't himself. Um, and unfortunately, uh, you know, Orlando took the L and um, the fans, uh, when Orlando scored the first goal, they, you know, they were stunned. They were quiet. They were um, chanting F.U. Orlando really loud. You could hear it uh, in my TV. But we cannot make those mistakes. These next two games are so important. So important. And if these players want to definitely leave a mark into this uh, this club, they need to make sure that they attain and, and, and go and go to playoffs, um, you know, with Orlando City. And those mistakes cannot occur. Um, Kyle Smith came in. He was good. But it was just too late, in my opinion, at that point. Uh, too late. And uh, we'll see what happens, right? I, I was surprised that I didn't see Cartagena come in. Uh, I would have loved to see him uh, partner with Cesar Araujo right up there and maybe have Mauricio Pereira be your number 10 
instead of Urso. You know, there's going to be games for Urso and there's going to be games for Cartagena. And I think this game against NYCFC, um, it was a it was a game for Cartagena, in my opinion. I, I don't know. What are your thoughts there, um, Dave? Well, my thoughts, our friend Jim D, I guess, read my mind because his comment is exactly what I was about to comment because my notifications here are going buck wild about how uh, Miami's going to win this, how they're going to make playoffs, how Iguain is going to go out in a, a flame of glory, in a fire chariot. Listen, I'm so sick and tired of these, this farmer league that we found ourselves in, always trying to create a narrative that is non-existent. Wayne Rooney, it's 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 an average manager at, at best, but you know he played Orlando, and you know all of a sudden he's the 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 greatest player that I ever lived. And uh, this thing with Miami, listen, let's be honest with ourselves. The league wanted a team in Miami no matter what. And they push and they push and they push and they push and they push. Nobody cares about that team in Miami. The first time they filled their stadium was on a friendly against Barcelona. Don't forget that fact, Okay. We have filled our stadium to go see our team. They can't even do that. We just got to win. We just got to go win. I, you know, I, I, I feel so powerless at times because as a fan, you're not obviously running on the pitch and winning and, and, and playing the games and stuff. You just buy your ticket and pray for the best. Orlando City has to win. It has to come from the players. They have to go out there and, and search inside of them and find the winning spirit. You want to make playoffs? Because, again, my friends, it doesn't matter what happens in, in the league. You go to playoffs, and, and it's it's a brand new it's a brand new season. It's a knock, knockout, you know, knockout a tournament. It's just like what we did with Open Cup. Anybody can win it. So, with that said, I just, like, you know, the, the league is going to write whatever they want. Listen, the, the, the league – cares about what, what sells jerseys, what makes them relevant. And uh, they they not necessarily care about markets like ours. And, and you know, in all honesty, well, yeah, go ahead. I just want to add a good strategy for that. You have players in other countries, and we are not exploiting what Orlando could be in other countries. Like Facundo Torres, for example. The, the, and and Cesar and Mauricio Pereira, the, the people they move in Uruguay, it's we're not talking about peace and carrots here. We're talking about the two biggest clubs in Uruguay and, and probably in South America too. Peñarola Nacional. Come on, dude. You know, then you have Pedro Galese, Alianza Lima, biggest club in Peru, the most popular one. They sell out every freaking game in Peru. Every, even if it's the women's, they sell out the women's. 25,000 every game. 25,000. They're the richest club in Peru right now. Why isn't Orlando reaching across the aisle and trying to unite the, the fan bases? It, it happens in soccer all the time. You know, be different. Be different. Reach out. Reach yeah. out to um, Jensen's old club, Ike. Play a friendly against I them. Okay. 
you know, like, you know, like those are little things. Miami, why does Miami sell? The reason why Miami sells is because it's Miami, dude. It's the Will Smith song. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, uh, the shows, the, the, the movies, shows, the Jennifer Lopez and, you know, Taco Taco Burrito. And, you know, it's it's true. Uh, so, yeah. it, 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 you know, that's what it sells. It, it, it sells that, you know, the Miami Fusion. It used to sell because of that, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, back in the MLS days. It yeah, is a market that is big. To some people. Uh, yeah. So we need to set apart from them and apply a different marketing strategy, uh, something that is going to actually make a difference. You know, um, there are OC fans in the UK right now. Rich culture, blah, blah, blah mm-hmm. Premier League, Championship, you know, League One, all that stuff. There's OC, o, o, OC fans in France, for example. I see a Twitter OC fans yeah, yep. and in Brazil. So let's just go there. Let's play there. Let's actually There's no friendlies there. I, I have said this all let's the time. Just go. I Luis, mean, we we had we had in Puerto Rico people coming together at bars to watch Orlando City. I said this in the last show. A Dominican family from the Dominican Republic flew to watch the boys at home. We are we're neglecting Latin America. We're neglecting everything. Now, one of the things I actually spoke with somebody at the club. The the main issue with uh, MLS being shown in Latin America. It's primarily because the only uh, the only service that has the MLS uh, rights is ESPN Latino America, and they show they show one game a week, and it's pretty much random teams. Right now, there's a hunger from uh, Uruguay to to watch Facundo exactly. Torres. Um, ne- next year with uh, Apple Plus, and we'll talk about this later on the show. Uh, with Apple Plus, those things may change. Because now, basically, anybody with a phone, anybody with a tablet, anybody with a computer or smart TV can access Apple Plus and is going to be able to watch these games. So things will change. I don't know how much, how they're going to price it uh, for folks outside of the country. But the fact is, is that, listen, our, our club has an international fan base. For uh, Open Cup, we, have, we had five people fly from the UK to watch this game. Five people with their families. And and, 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 and and these are people that had to stay up until ungodly hours of the night to watch this team lose for the most part. And, and, they're, and they're passionate about it. I just don't see how our club is embracing that. Certainly cannot embrace it when the security at the stadium is so overjealous, overzealous with the, with the fans, especially the season ticket holders. Our friend Cleon on the last episode of Orlando Lions uh, Den Podcast talked about how security manhandled him, uh, trying to kick him out of the se- the section where he had tickets for. Outrageous. I, uh, you know, I know they, hear, they listen to us at the club. Listen, w- that's one of the things. And I'm sorry I'm going on a tangent, but if I, if I don't say this, I will forget it because I was victim of this the last game as well. The fact is fans are there to have, to have a good time. And uh, I just don't understand why security has to treat sections as if they were four knocks. But that's besides the point. We're going, we're, we're, we're heading away. My friends are listening to my voice. We just got to win this game. Wednesday, to me, it's, it's, it's the world. We lose that game. 
you gotta remember, first of all, it's the last game that uh, that uh, uh, Miguel and Evan are gonna uh, and, and and Gabby are gonna be part of. We don't know what Apple Plus is gonna do in the future. Uh, next year, there's there's Luis talks. That they can... Yeah, there you go. Luis is, is throwing his hat in the ring. We don't know if they're gonna be bringing this cruise back. Um, and um, each team's uh, hometown crews have been saying goodbye. And for, for some people, we are relatively new in the league, but for some people, some of these crews have been around for two decades. And for them to go away for a lot of people is, is incredibly sentimental. And uh, I have to say that, you know, to me, I want to say goodbye to the boys, especially to a legendary man like Miguel Gallardo with a win. Because you know what? If we if we win uh, Wednesday, we we shut down all this fake right. crap from the league and 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 people people that don't care about this sport in this country or this league or these teams that all of a sudden are out there. See, I blocked Lala's and Twelve Men because they bring nothing to my life. Right. But I guarantee you that right now they are going crazy about how this is the most important game and how Miami is going to capitalize because Orlando City, come on, Orlando City is the United States champion. They still can't bring themselves to say but, it. Go ahead. But also, uh, and then I'm going to give the mic to Paula. You know, I, I'm going to say this. We are in diapers on soccer culture. I mean, and again, this is one of the reasons why, you know, they don't respect us is because we don't deliver in the stands. There's uh, not a lot of seats filled up. And uh, then you may say, no, but I want to watch dynamic soccer. I want to, I want to watch, you know, this. No, it, it's more than that. It's about the city, the club, the club you represent, it's about the, you know, it, it's, it's more than that. You know, you think um, people go to watch uh, crystal palace because they're going to expect a win. <laughs> You know, they go to see Crystal Palace because they want to see Crystal Palace. You know, they, they want to see Southampton. They want to see uh, Brighton, Brighton, Hove Albion, you know, uh, because because that's their club that they grew up loving. Right. Uh, it's it's the culture. Right. So that's one of the things that unfortunately some teams like Portland, Seattle, New York, um, Miami, sometimes, you know, they, they can deliver that. Uh, and 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 Orlando needs to step up. I mean, in my opinion, I mean, we're United States champs. We need to show that for the women, for OCB, for Orlando City. You know, we need to definitely do it. I mean, right now, Orla Orlando fans, the wall should have been buying tickets on Wednesday to go to DPRK, to whatever, DDRK, whatever the stadium is called. You know, uh, they, they, you know, but I'm sure that there won't be a lot of fans there. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm thinking because it's a Wednesday, right? So that's, that's, that's the league, yeah, for setting up someone on a Wednesday. But still, I mean, show up. I mean, you know, more action, you know, less talk and, and, and let's show up, you know. And now 2023, you know, what is or Orlando Explorer is going to, you're proving people right when Messi shows up at Exploria to play the Derby and it's going to sell out. You're proving the model of Inter-Miami right 
when the people only show up to see Lionel Messi on a pink jersey. We should we should fill up Exploria with Tesho, with with with, with Grinny. We need to fill it up. I, and, and that's one of the reasons why Orlando is still a small market and they think it's not marketable. It's because of the people, unfortunately. It's 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 sad, but it, it is completely true. We need to change ourselves. And 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 that's just my opinion. I don't know. Uh what 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 are your thoughts there, Paula? No, I agree. I agree. I think Orlando City needs to change the way. And and I agree with you, Luis, like our culture is in diapers. I come from a, a Puerto Rico, like they, we watch basketball. That's our soccer over there for, for, for an example. And I'm from the South and David is from the North. And if my hometown played against David um, hometown, they will like pay buses for people on the south to go to the north and support the team away. I would like to see Orlando City have buses from Orlando City Stadium to Inter Miami. And if we already packed the, the house in a Wednesday night, there's no excuses to go to, you know, yeah. to Miami, you know. Right. If, if Orlando provides that, that, you know, that idea, that's just an idea. Right. But it has happened too that, that, that Orlando can fill it up on a Saturday. Exactly. That's true. It's true. And and, and against uh, a team, you know, like, you know, you, you should pack a game against, you know, I don't know, DC United. Like you should pack it. I mean, Orlando has everything to win against those teams. Now I'm going to give you an example. Like in Peru, Alianza Lima, the worst record internationally for any club in Copa Libertadores. L after L after L, a disgrace internationally for Peru. But what? They pack, they're, they're the most popular team in Peru. People hate them, but they're the ones who every game, it doesn't matter if it's a Wednesday, it's a Tuesday, if it's a Sunday, if it's a Saturday. 26,000 people on the stands. Every game sells out. They're about to play the final, the women's championship, Alianza Lima, against uh, uh, another team from, 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 the, uh, from Trujillo, from, from Peru. And they're going to pack it. They have only 4,000 tickets left. 4,000 tickets left for women's soccer. It's the second year, in the, the second year as a team. Imagine that. So if that happened in Peru, which is an economy that is obviously peas and, peas and potatoes compared to the United States, and, and clearly they didn't go to the World Cup, the U.S. was going to go to the World Cup, why can't they do it and, and Orlando can't? Because people there go because they truly love their city their district, their team. They, they feel it. They tattoo the, the, the crest in, in their arm. They're there. It, it doesn't matter. They're crazy. They go. And we don't have that here. And other markets, they do. Columbus, uh, New, um, Red Bulls, um, you know, Seattle, Portland, you know, uh, LAFC now. 
LAFC, what I found out also by traveling to Pasadena, I found out that the front office play plays games against the fans. Soccer games. Front office versus uh, the supporter groups. You don't see that in Orlando, for example. And that is engaging with your fan base. We need to see that a little more, in my opinion. I don't know. Luis, uh, we uh, won a championship. And when when has the club allowed the fans to take pictures with our trophy? That's that's that. Let's start with that. We are not allowing the fans to take pictures with our trophy. This this should have been already on. Listen, just just go to Main Street uh, over there, the, uh, the 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 tailgating section. Put this the, put the trophy there with some security and allow the fans to get in line and take pictures with the trophy. Nothing. The other thing is fans can't even get the attention of the players to sign uh, any memorabilia because security has to pretend that a fat middle-aged man like myself is a threat. That's ridiculous. And then when the players leave the stadium, well, you know, they do it behind a fence. So, so I can't talk to them like they used to. They used to come out into the street. I don't know if you guys remember, and they used to sign autographs. None of that is available. One of the things that we always said that we hated, and this is an article that our good friend David Rowe wrote la uh, last year that, or the beginning of the season that propelled the whole interactions with Jared Dillon and, and all that, is that uh, we can't allow the club to build up a, a wall, a pay wall, between the fans and the players, because that's not how our club was built. I told Jair to personally, and I don't want to say to his face because that sounds, you know, disrespectful and threatening. But I told him, I said, if you want to lose this team and you want to have this stadium empty, create division between the fans and the club. We were built on a culture where the fan, the players were accessible, where people felt they were part of a little tribe, they were part of something. They were basically we were the the cheers bar or of, of sports. Everybody knew your name. You're welcome. Come as you are. Nobody's gonna judge you. And unfortunately, we are we are we're allowing that to to happen from the fact that our supporter groups are fracturing into new supporter groups or. What not? I mean, we 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 are we have to we have the power as a fan base to to have control of our club and for our club to be something that we can all be proud of that represents our city. That's what Luis is talking about the culture, the culture, right? The club. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys. Uh, if you guys follow me on social media, you know I've been partaking on uh, Twitter Spaces for my club Stevenage in England, and I feel more identified with a team. That is 4,000 miles away. Right now, where I'm sitting, I am 4,000 miles away from Center Circle at the Lamex Stadium in Stevenage. And I feel more connected to those guys. Why? Because those guys breathe the sport. And again, it's a club that, it was, um, that was founded in 1976. So fairly new for European standards. And in here, we don't see that because... Everything has to be, you have to pay for everything. Why is it, and, I, and, and I'm talking to the club, why is it that the trophy hasn't been presented to the fans? Why is it that that night when the fans stayed behind hoping that you were going to parade the trophy on the sidelines, you did not? You, you sure, you sure, uh, uh, you sure as 
as heck to keep it PG. You took it to the wall. You didn't take it to, to, to suckers like me that stay there. Suckers that have paid to watch this team lose for years and years and years. Listen, the, the, the fact of the matter is, is that we have said it in this, in this podcast because we are not going to do, do the dirty laundry for the club. We have said that. And, you know, if that, that doesn't sit well with some people, well, tough cookies, go pound sand. The fact is, is that this club, this ownership has to allow this fan base to fall in love with the club again. We did it. We filled Exploria Stadium on our Wednesday night. On our Wednesday night, my friends. And, you know, I w- and, and, and I'll finish with this. I would, lo- I would have loved to go down to uh, Miami. Re- let me remind everybody, the game originally was supposed to be a Sunday game. It was moved to accommodate our uh, Open Cup run. It's on a Wednesday. Uh, for those that know me, uh, I'm a practicing Jew. Yom Kippur falls on uh, Tuesday to Wednesday night. I can't go. And um, aside from that, uh, there's work and there's other things. So it prevents me from going down there. I would love to see the boys. Whoever can make the trip down there, great. Starting next year, there's going to be a speed uh, train from uh, Orlando International Airport to Miami International. So, you know, you can just pay, jump on the train, go down there. Looking forward to away days in Miami or for Lauderdale, that's for sure. But the fact of the matter is, friends, is that if you can go support the boys, please do so this Wednesday. If not, go watch on TV, of course. And then this Sunday, regardless of what happens, uh, in Miami, it's another dar- derby. It's another derby because Columbus is a team that you guys don't for- you guys don't remember, but I do. It's a team that took us out of playoff contention in 2016. Our best chance to make playoffs ever, ever. We missed it by a point. Finished ninth, seventh, and eighth. I'm uh, sorry, we finished eighth. Uh, six and seven were tied, and it was decided on goal differential. We could have we could have have gone. But, you know, it's uh, other things happened that year. Columbus, and you know what? You know what I remember? I remember the Columbus players waving us goodbye as I, I was throwing them flowers at the, um, at the Citrus Bowl. So, and we secured our first playoff spot, defeating them with 10 men when Benji Michel, the pride of Apopka, Florida, scored with two players on him. And the goalkeeper, and we secured our spot to have to host uh, a playoff uh, game. So, friends, it's possible. We just gotta believe. We just gotta believe. I don't. I don't know what what what, what you need from me, but uh, you know, you cannot let. And, and I finish with this. You cannot let people that go around dress in pink, pink people, go around and tell you they're the best team in Florida because it's not. It's not true. They're, they're, they're an embarrassment. They were caught cheating. They were fined for three years. They are a disaster. And if you're going to allow a man like Gonzalo Higuain to ride into the sunset, knowing fairly well that he took the best out of us when we needed it the most, then, then, then I don't know. Then I, I don't know what to tell these players to win because I have said it before. The players have to understand. They have to win the games that matter the most to the fans. All right, let's read some comments here. Joshua Tall, Araujo can get a yellow card. If he does, he'll be suspended for the next game. That's completely true. 
Um, we still need him against uh, Miami, and I think he'll be he should be the first sub. In my opinion, it should be Cartagena, Araujo, and then Urso coming for Araujo, and then it'll be Cartagena, Urso. That, that's just my opinion. I think uh, Cartagena is coming hot from the national team. I think we should uh, take advantage of that a little better. Um, I think we saw Urso not, not. My opinion, he 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 wasn't playing very well um, in last game. But you know, again, you know, he's he's definitely scored in 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 definitely surprising fashion before. So let's see, Jim D. MLS, uh, it's already writing articles uh, how great Miami is. Pathetic OC needs to win. Versus Miami, where it's a huge black eye on our club. MLS wants a Miami Cinderella story. That's true. You know, um, again, you know, that's also not only they the front office. Sacramento. Yeah, that's all. This also, in my opinion, not the, just the front office um, and all the players. It's also the, the the fans, you know. We need to show that these guys are amateurs. You know, the wall has been in place since... Pretty much the the supporter group since 2010, so then we need to definitely prove that we are the better team in Florida. Uh, Victor Rivera, the only flame Iguain is going to have in his lighter for his cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Uh, it says the stadium is in Fort Lauderdale. Victor Sanchez, that's right. Nijay Thompson, come on, you Lions! Manchester City, give me a derby win. Time for Orlando to do the same. There you go. Yeah, that was a good derby win. I'm gonna have to say. Joshua Tall, Orlando City better win their last two games and hopefully Red Bulls lose their last game. Hopefully. Oscar, Oscar Andres Perucho. He says, Antonio Carlos uh, has been playing like, uh, like that since he came back from injury. He's been hurting the team big time. If it, if it wouldn't be for Galese, all teams will be scoring on us. He should be wearing the captain's armband. Let's hope he gets signed the next season. Let's think we have Facundo on the field. Pareja doesn't change the system at all. They could read the play. Look at what happened when we play against Philly, D.C. D.C. and Cincinnati. He has no plan B. I think he can make an assessment for that for sure. Um, I, 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 I agree somewhat on that. Uh, I think uh, Oscar needs to... There's going to be times for certain players to be on the pitch as starters. You know, you can expect to play the same way. I think I agree on that. Victor Sanchez, what about o the um, OCSC player that's still recovering and haven't played yet with OCSC? Um, he will play next year, in my opinion. Yeah, he. I don't think he's gonna play. Gaston Gaston Gonzalez, right? Uh, he's he's not he's not gonna he's, he's not, not gonna Gaston, play. Yeah, he's not gonna play. He's not ready. I mean, he has, in my opinion, his youth and his the fire in him. Uh, he's 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 practicing with the boys and everything. Personally, uh, he 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 has already been put placed on the uh, season-ending uh, uh, injury list, uh, which opened a spot for somebody to be there. So he's not gonna play. Um, the other one that I have I've seen on the comments is uh, with Robin Jansen. Robin Jansen had a broken bone on his foot, and those tend to take a long time to heal because obviously <laughs> you put all your weight on your foot. Um, I know some people were sort of like downplaying the fact that he still had the, the, the boot when they had the, the recent event with the season ticket holders. 
Um, and there's always cautionary, but in reality, it's not our friend uh, Mike Gramajo uh, talked about this and, and you know, he investigated as a, a fantastic journalist that he is. And the fact is, is that the injury that um, Robin Jensen incurred was, was, was really bad. I don't think Rob will see Robin in 2022, if I'm very honest with you guys. So, you know, at this point, uh, the tandem is Antonio Carlos and Rodrigo Schlegel. Rodrigo and I Schlegel. feel that those guys have to have the, the games of their careers this week. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Oscar Andres Perucho. Carlos, I agree 100% with you. We're still in diapers. Yeah, that's, that's right. Um, and, you know... Fans, I feel sometimes fans are more concerned of the he 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 ha ha ha, you know, with the <laughs> you know, with the <laughs> drink a lot of beer, you know what I mean, more than going and freaking making a good chant, freaking, you know, going and 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 so supporting, you know, I'm taking your shirt off and 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 smelling like beer doesn't make a support, in my opinion. I'm just gonna say this right now. Um, you know, we need to change that attitude. Um, Nij Thompson, respect uh, Crystal Palace, Southampton, and Brighton. To be fair, <laughs> no, I'm just saying because you know they're not they're not the big you know kahunas of the Premier League, and uh, people still support because they love those teams. He says, uh, "I'll be there cheering for my Lions." Oscar Andres Perucho, yeah, we'll be there also on Saturday. We we'll look forward to the. Definitely be there for the Columbus game and also Inter Miami. You know, we're gonna definitely be supporting from abroad. Uh, Victor Sanchez is a work day. Colin Garby says, We need exposure to make soccer more popular across the U.S. I'm hope the Apple deal will help locally. We just need to win more at home in the season. We won a trophy, we had a bad home record. No, that's that's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah, that's accurate. Nije Thompson. Problem is football is stereotyped by a lot of Yanks. People think it's just finding injury in 0-0 games every game. Yeah, that's true. Victor Rivera, the players used to make appearances at random places to sign autographs, and that stopped. Um, it says here, the one-on-one -on -one interactions are important, but they do not scale. We have to continue to evolve the marketing. That's true. Nijay Thompson, and, those, uh, and of those that don't, supporting local isn't a popular concept. Ahmed uh, Selim, I want to say hello to him. Uh, honestly, uh, David, you're 100% right about the accessibility of the players. That is one thing that I loved about the indoor game, total opposite. Um, Nijay Thompson, how many people we have seen in MLS matches wearing European kits? Uh, plenty, I think many. And you see it when people went to see Arsenal Chelsea, dude. I yeah, mean, that people that live in Orlando. And people that listen, the super the, the super fan for uh for Arsenal that sat next to the owners and everything, he lives in Orlando. Net that's, has never been to an Orlando City game. I invited him. I mean, that tells you that tells you that that's the reason why for the league we're not marketable. That's that, exactly that, why. Listen, Luis, I tweeted the guy. I said, my friend, I have a ticket for you to watch the next game with me. Zero answers. Crickets. Crickets. So. Victor Sanchez. Dale mi amor. Vamos, 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 de corazón. 
Sorry, I had to do it. Jim G. You forgot it. We do the synchronized clap in there, Paola. And, 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 and for those that are listening to us on, on audio, Paola and I did the, the clapping when it was supposed to happen. We, so. Yeah, we were we were clapping and everything. So we were the band. We were the drums. We were, uh, we were the drum line. <laughs> Unless Angulo is injured or completely gassed, he needs to play full 90. Subbing him out has been a terrible move, in my opinion. I, that, I, I agree. What well, a well, pleasant surprise, this guy. And and not only that, he was winning the uh, the one on one against Taven uh, Taven Gray against NYCFC, and he could have definitely finished him off if he would have not been subbed out. I think that's a good good analysis there by Jim D. Oscar Andres Perucho, any update on Galese signing for another season? Yeah, real quick, Luis. Uh, the club has already said, not not publicly, not publicly, but to people that you may know, my friends, that ask the right questions, that they are not going to make any public statements on signings until the season's over, okay? Now, the players that are not going to be coming back next year already know. They, they the, the club gave them the courtesy in the summer to let them know you're not coming back next year. So those guys can obviously find a team for next year. Um, there's going to be a lot of turnover. I can tell you that right now. Uh, a lot of a lot of friendly, happy, familiar faces are not going to be here. But that's part of the part of the game. Uh, players come and go. The supporter remains. We always say that in this in in this uh, podcast. Uh, the situation with um, Pedro Galese. Only three people know what's going on right now: the club, his agent, and the player. No, that is true. Um, all I, all I'm going to say is this: uh, Pedro Galese has not not. He has no offers. Uh, he has no offers from leagues that matter. And I say leagues that matter is um, Spain, Premier League, Bundesliga. Uh, no. If he has offers for the reality of the situation, this is not knocking down the player. It would be Saudi Arabia. You know, he, they already offer something, but um they're not they're not gonna sign him right now i mean i think he's gonna just let his contract uh, be due and then i'm sure the team already I i'm assuming and i want to assume correctly they're gonna try they're gonna resign him i mean they have to i mean he's the best player in the team uh you cannot let you cannot let pedro go like that you know uh he's uh, part of the history of this club uh and after seeing and this is again with no intention of being uh a, 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 a D-I-C-K in any way. Um, he has no replacement right now. He he has no suitable replacement. I think the only one that maybe, I mean, Javier Otero, for what I've seen, is OCB. And, um, you know, who, who, who are you going to get? I mean, the only closest keeper, I'll say, and I'm going to throw it out to Orlando City, that I see the closest not the the Alibaba version of Pedro Galese, all right? The, the 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 Alibaba version, the wish version of Pedro Galese, that could become like Pedro. I'm gonna say right now, Carlos Caseda. 
Carlos Caseda from Peru. He right now plays in Melgar de Arequipa. Carlos Caseda. Write it down. Carlos Caseda. Carlos Caseda is the only player that can maybe if Pedro decides, hey, I want to go to Southampton or I want to go to Middlesbrough or I want to go to Blackpool or, you know, I don't know. Then Carlos Caseda. That's the, I mean, if people are already used to Pedro and those saves, this guy has been doing those saves in Peru right now in, in, in Copa Sudamérica. And Luis, let's not forget what we've been telling the fans. When it happens, then you can be like, the guys from Loud and Proud Orlando have been saying it for months. Trust me, I'm I'm wait I'm waiting for that. I told you so. Uh, the fact is, is we already know, and this is not Orlando City. This is the league. We are going to go down to Argentina, Uruguay, Peru, South America as a whole, but primarily Argentina and Uruguay, with, in Peru, with boatloads of cash, yeah. because those countries are going. And again, not a knockdown. I'm Hispanic. I love my people, but unfortunately, we cannot um, ignore the geopolitical historical facts of our countries. They're going through a bad situation, especially Argentina, who, who, right now they're even talking about um, d dumping the Argentinian peso and just getting dollars, just like Ecuador and yeah. El Salvador has done. And uh, the fact is, is that we're gonna go there and raid those leagues. And, and those clubs are going to be perfectly okay selling their, their talent because Europe is not going to come and pay those prices. I can tell you that right now. And MLS is just thirsty for fast attacking football. Americans love fast attacking football. That uh, I don't know. Somebody was commentating on the uh, the, the Neil Neil results, right? Because right. that's so stereotypical from when, when I talk to people that have never uh gone into football have never watched a game they're like oh well those games are boring they're slow scoring they're always end up zero zero nil nil and uh in in my friends how do you counter at counter attack that mentality you bring guys that, that score tons of goals um so that's that's what's gonna happen you, you, you're gonna see our our club that's why uh, for the friends that want to sign uh a has been like Joseph Martinez Listen, Jose Martinez is is uh, is done. The guy is not what he used to be. Too many too many injuries. Uh, he's lucky. He'll be lucky if he can find a bench warmer uh, spot somewhere out in a Western team. I'll take or, him in Orlando. Be honest with you. Listen, I'm telling you right now. If Orlando okay, signs Jose Martinez, it will be it will be a tragedy because we 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 need to move away <laughs> from this, those type of signings. But I'm telling you right now, um, we're gonna go to South America. We're gonna raid the coffers and we're gonna bring a lot of talent because that, that's what the guys that, that's what you guys want. You wanna you wanna fill the stadium, bring attacking football, bring attacking football, and people uh, will come yeah. back. The reason why we fill the stadium uh in the USL was because we had fast attacking football. Kevin Molino, Dennis Chin, who has been in this podcast, yeah, uh, uh Luke Bolden. I mean uh, uh, I believe uh, Dom Dwyer, you I know. Yeah, I believe I believe all that. Trust me, trust me, trust I mean, me, trust that, me. That used friend. to be that used to be a chant. What happened to I believe? What happened to the exploited? Oh, because it's not it's cool anymore. anymore. It's not cool anymore. What happened to I believe? There was, I believe there was a lot of cool chants, man. I Listen, that. you don't want to start me with the chants. You don't want to start me with the chants because I have a, a bad singing voice, 
And for those that follow me on social media, I had the audacity of sharing uh, a video of me uh, uh, chanting chanting out of the Torah in the synagogue. And uh, I was embarrassed because I have a horrible, bad singing voice. Imagine me chewing on Hebrew. Yeah. So anyhow, the fact is, is listen, um, I'm going to tell you guys what the supporter groups tell us all the time. If you want to come in on, on, on chance and you want to work on chance, join them. The problem is, is that right now we don't know how many supporter groups we're going to end up with in 2023 because everybody's abandoning ship. But, uh, but yeah, you know, back in the we'll old days a, when we used to, what? We'll start you a don't know? The, I, I'll start a supporter group, Perpo Locos. The purple, purple locos. The loud and proud. There you go. Yeah, the, purple you know, like, the, the purple lips. Well, see, this, this, is, this is the thing. If my support, if I start a supporter group, uh, my supporter group, it has to be for people that, that want to sit down, that want to drink sensible, non-alcoholic drinks, want to be in the shade, want to be in the shade, and uh, they just, you know, they just want to, they, they, they want to wear comfortable shoes. Listen, nobody needs to see me without a shirt. Chancleta? I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Listen, listen, you see me. You see me. I, I wear my flip-flops. I no shame. <laughs> I wear my listen, if you see me at the stadium, you're gonna see me wearing Adidas, or you're gonna see me wearing my flip-flops. That one day I'm gonna betray me, I'm gonna break, and then I'm gonna be walking around barefoot like an animal at the Explorium. Uh one of my combination uh capo wear t-shirts that I wear proudly. This is not a paid announcement, but my boys at Capoeira, they always keep me looking cool. And either my bucket hat or my or my Orlando City ball cap. That's it. Oh, and cargo shorts. Because if you are in your 40s, you have teenage children, and uh, you think you're cool, but in reality, you are as, 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 as cool as a rusty knife in a drawer, then you wear cargo pants. Cargo pants with a big gut like me. So that's it. See, that's it. This, listen, Paula, this is this is this is where Alec is gonna be in ten years. So you gotta get start getting ready. <laughs> this, you need to start getting ready in ten years. In ten years, he's gonna turn into somebody like me. Okay. Okay. And then you're gonna have two teenage kids that are gonna think that you are the coolest thing in the world. Uncoolest. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now, Mike. You know, one of the things that I I, I, I don't even know. One of the things that my kids hate. Is at the stadium when people come and, and enthusiastically shake my hand and, and thank me for the podcast and all that. And my kids are like, that. why do I want to talk to you? You're not cool. You know, you're not cool. They, 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 they I, I try to get my kids excited about my, 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 my content, all, everything that I do. They don't care. Uh, you know, they think I'm not cool and uh, I dress horribly. So. There you go. Uh, I have let you into into my inner demons. Uh, I'm gonna, so so we're gonna uh, read some comments and then we'll go. Um, I guess uh, I don't know if you want to talk about Columbus or you want to wait till. Yeah, yeah let's, let's talk about Columbus. Sure. Uh, I guess it's a Victor Victor Sanchez Atlanta signed Dom uh, Dom Dwyer uh, Oscar Andres Perucho. We need a player like uh, Martinez. He fits on Pareja's system. I, I think um, Victor Sanchez. I can help you with the chance. The purple locos. Uh, Victor Sanchez, I'm part of the Ruckus since 2011. This is my last year with the Ruckus. Please don't ask me why. Hopefully, it's not like uh, it's not because skin, 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 skin. no, 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 no. Hopefully, hopefully, it's not that. Listen, like, when uh, you are in an organization, know. my friend, when you're in an organization and they have no aim, no north, 
no reason to be, and they betray the core values that they were founded on, this is what happens. You become obsolete and a relic of the past. You heard it from me. Listen, if I had the time, if I wasn't too involved in my local congregation, in my job, and in, with my family, maybe I could join the ruckus and elevate the ruckus to what they could be. But unfortunately, I, I don't have time because I don't do charity. My time is two seventy-five an hour. If you're interested, because that's what I, I charge in my job. I, I remember, like when, like, um, so. I used, I used to well, well I used to I, I went to I used to go to concerts a lot um, back in the day and uh, Saint Cloud used to be it, it was one of the places that it really st struck me uh, struck me um, going to concerts there um, you know punk, punk rock concerts and uh, because you you don't expect like Saint Cloud it's like come on dude right and uh, you see them like with the the boots, like you know, the Doc Martens, like fourteen eye boots, like laced up, like twelve eye boots. Like these are two hundred dollar per per shoes, right? And me, I'm I'm there with my with my little sh with my shorts and and my little Adidas shoes and yeah, my cut off shirt. You know, much younger, much younger, much younger version of me. And uh, why are you wearing that, man? There's no punk, man. There's no punk rock, bro. You know, it's like St. Cloud. Now, I found out two years later after after our last show in St. Cloud, the people, those posers that were like that to people that were actually playing and doing tours and, and traveling, those guys, some of them founded some of the supporting groups for Orlando City. And now, and now I'm a journalist and they probably don't even realize who the, who the hell I am. But, you know, it happens. It's just funny. And, uh, you know, it, it's just hilarious. I mean, I still listen to the music, but I'm not like hardcore. Like, you know, I can listen to some to Bad Bunny, you know what I mean? You know, some, some, some Efecto, right? But, <laughs> but then, you know, maybe I want to listen to The Oppressed one day. Or maybe I want to listen to Agnostic Front or maybe to Circle Jerks. You know, it just depends yeah, on my next mood. Next week we can talk about all these topics for Fine. sure. But the, the time's running now, my friends, and uh, I want to say, yeah. go ahead, Luz, go ahead. You want to talk about Columbus real quick? Yeah, yeah, real quick to wrap it up. This, the, the, these people have places to be, and I don't want to keep them hostage uh, with uh, with my, my my nerd dad stories. Uh, listen, Sunday. Regardless of what happens, regardless of what happens uh, Wednesday, obviously uh, I'm praying for a, for a win. Again, if we win, we are going to Sunday decision day with the attitude of winning that game. Uh, if we lose, it, it may it may be it may be for nothing, unfortunately. Uh, if we tie it, in the words of our friend Evan Weston, it's going to be total chaos, total chaos. This Wednesday, Columbus is playing against Charlotte, a team that still has some uh, some dog in the fight. Uh, that same night, we're playing uh, uh, we're playing uh, uh, Miami. So at the end of the day, three of the teams are tied uh, at forty five points. One of those teams, or quite possibly two of them, may may walk away empty handed. 
like I said, Columbus, uh, Columbus to me is is a derby. We have played them in Open Cup. We have played them in the season. We always had a good matchup with them. Uh, I feel that um, you know their 2020 uh, championship should have been ours, but we we, we crapped the bed with uh, with uh, New England and in uh, in New York. So. At the end of the day, you know, this game may be, may be it. You know, last year, unfortunately, the decision day was away. This year, it, it isn't. Uh, Miami's going to be playing uh, Montreal. Montreal, uh, I don't know what version of, of Montreal they're going to see. Uh, perhaps uh, Montreal, we want to rest their players and just give the points away. That could uh, be a possibility. Who knows? Or may, perhaps they might smash uh, these guys. So at the end of the day, my friends, uh, like we have said today, you know, be there. Let's support the boys. Let's uh, let's uh, celebrate our our club, our 2022-2 season. And uh, you know, there's not much there's not much to be said yeah. other than for Orlando City, they have to win these games. That's it. It's a it's a, mu a must win. I'll be quick so we can give it back to Paola. Obviously, this is the lineup that started against the Red Bulls. Um, you know the full the 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 final score was two one uh, victory of Columbus. Um, the the changes that you're going to see uh, against Orlando is probably going to be the same back line. Uh, you're going to see Darlington, Nagby, and Arthur right here, and then right instead of Aiden Morris, you're going to see Lucas Celarayan. Uh, Lucas Celarayan will be there. Uh, Eric Hurtado will still be right up top. And then instead of Kevin Molino, you're going to see, to me, a player that's playing in a higher level, Derek Etienne. Derek Etienne, he's going to be playing there. He scored, actually, both goals uh, of that game. Uh, he's there, Ivan Angulo, right? So um, we got to – they have – Two dynamic players in attack, Celarayan and Kevin, and um, this kid Etienne. Uh, he's very good. And Darlington Nackby, he's really good uh, when it comes to set pieces. Um, so they have they have a pretty good squad, man. You know, uh, it's it's no joke. So it is vital for our backline to be on point. Our our win, um, our backs, left back and right back, be on point as well. Because uh, Etienne is super fast, he he love he has a really good crossing prowess, and he's great in the one v one. He's great in the one v one situations. Uh, when it comes to Celarayan, everybody knows the type of player he is. He's 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 a beast. Um, when it comes to set pieces, when it comes to shots from distance, he can punish you if he sees you, uh, you know that you're about to fall. So. Um, I think it's a it's an attainable game. Uh, hopefully, everybody supports. And you know, I, I wish nothing but the best to Orlando. I think Orlando has a good chance to get six points. I'm um, I'm hopeful. Uh, that's why the name of the show today is called Hope, uh, because uh, that's the last thing that we could be. <laughs> that's the last thing we need to be losing. Uh, honestly, uh, I'll be honest with you. So. Um, Hey, Paola, what are your thoughts uh, coming up with Columbus? Well, I'm going to quote one of my favorite series. And if you have not watched this series, go ahead and watch it. And this is not a paid ad, okay? Ted Lasso. Believe. Go watch Ted Lasso. And then you're going you're gonna to say, you're going to put in the comment next week, yeah, Paola, you were right. 
Um, it's a must-win game. Let's be honest. You, we already said it in the beginning of this show. It's two finals in the upcoming week. Unfortunately, I'm not going to be there because I'm going to be in my honeymoon. I'm getting married this Friday. Oh. But I'm going to be with my phone. I'm going to be with my phone. Look, I have a soccer ball here and everything in my phone to see the Orlando City game on Sunday. I gave my tickets um, to one of my peers, to my one of my coworkers. He's from Ohio. And I told him specifically, and he never been to an Orlando City game. And I told him, I'm going to give two wow. tickets to you to a very important game. And you cannot put a yellow and black shirt. You need to put a purple shirt. That was my disclosure. He's like, okay, I'm on it. But, you know, sometimes the culture begins with us. So I just gave the two tickets. Um, he's going with his son and my company too. My company's giving away tickets on, on Sunday. And I was like, really? When I'm not going to this game, you guys are going. But <laughs> it's a must-win game uh, for sure. I'm going to be paying attention. I know that we have we have the team. We have the team to beat Miami, to beat Columbus. So, soccer gods, I'm going to put the little candle for you. It's our time. It's our chance to to make this two six points ahead of us. Definitely. Uh, I want to go ahead and um, thank everyone that's been live. If you're listening, um, thank you so much for your support as well. We're a loud and proud Orlando. Um, we have our 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 um, poll it's going to be placed on spotify as well uh, make sure you answer that uh, subscribe to our channel we are available on twitter as loud and proud orlando uh, subscribe click, click on notification bell for all notifications twitter facebook instagram and youtube as loud and proud orlando as well as we're on spotify and apple podcast we are at uh, around 466 subs uh, let's get to 470 uh, help us out spread the word uh, thank you so much for your support. And um, you guys, vamos Orlando. Hopefully we get six points. Vamos, vamos Orlando. Orlando, six Orlando. points. Let's go. Six points.
Hi, this is Luis Carlos Pineda from Loud and Proud Orlando. I want to thank you for listening to us through Anchor, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Help us grow our purple community by following us on all our social media outlets. We're available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're also available on YouTube as Loud and Proud Orlando. We're available on Instagram as Pineda underscore ORL. We're available on Facebook as Loud and Proud Orlando. And on Twitter as LPO underscore podcast. Thank you so much for listening. And vamos Orlando. Thank you.